from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs. This is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back to Locked On Chiefs. At the culmination of the regular season, it could have been a better day, but we're going to get into all the details. Matt Derrick from ChiefsDigest.com will be here with us just in a few minutes. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your next order. There's a lot to digest here. We're not even going to get it all done today. But at the top of the show, we have to hit the biggest points. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics, and your host over at RGR Football on YouTube. And I'm Chris Clark. Thank you all for listening. Hope you enjoyed your new year. And this is a game that obviously didn't turn out the way Kansas City hoped it would. Uh, but it's, honestly, it's not really too surprising to me, considering uh, Justin Herbert was dealing most of the game and I thought played very well. Yeah, hey, he is the rookie of the year, in my opinion. I said that a couple of weeks ago. Nothing's changed. Do you see it the same way? Yeah, no, I know I do. I think that it's Justin Jefferson has a pretty good case. Uh, I think that Joe Burrow was going to have a case if he wouldn't have got hurt. But with the way it played out, Herbert, I think, is the offensive rookie of the year. The interesting thing that we are not going to discuss with Matt, but probably needs to be discussed discuss later this week that we'll know tomorrow, is Anthony Lynn going to be the coach of the Chargers yeah. next year? Jake Glazer came out and said they expect him to be moved on from, but after this game, does it change? I don't, Sorry. It does. It doesn't for me. No, I am totally with you because that, it does become a question. And uh, I tend to agree with what Jay's been hearing. So and folks, it, it is evening Sunday. Black Monday starts here in a couple of hours. Probably. Um, we'll definitely have the rundown across the league for you tomorrow and how it affects the chiefs and the division, et cetera. Um, for me, no matter what happened this game, especially when we saw the, the what the lineups were going to be, I originally thought they might give, you know, Fisher and Ryder, give them a series and then get them out of it. But having the complete offense be backups and the vast majority of the defense be backups, no matter what you did today, and nothing to take away from Justin Herbert or Anthony Lynn for that, for that matter, but that isn't a contest that saves a job, in my opinion. No, I completely agree. I don't think Anthony Lynn should be their coach. I just... After watching them trounce the Chiefs, you you have to wonder if that's going to change anything. I can't imagine it should, based on the way uh, that the season was going for the Chargers. The bigger thing in my question isn't necessarily that they beat the Chiefs; it's that they ended the season four and zero. So mm-hmm. you're looking, you're sitting here looking at a situation where your coach ended the season four and zero, and you're going to fire him. I'm not saying I think he deserves to keep his job. I'm simply saying that's a questionable look. Yeah, exactly. And that's what makes this a, a difficult decision. And I said it on uh, on Fox 4 last week in the pregame show that I thought it was going to come down to this, and, and I did think he would get moved on from, but it certainly makes this debate that much more tight. That You could really go either way. We're going to find out what happens. At the end of the day, they have a ways to go in this division. The Chiefs have not ended 4-0, which you would have loved to see. 14-2, uh, and two, by the way, congratulations. We both nailed our preseason prediction for this team's final record of the regular season. Yeah, we do want to give you some injury updates that we are just now getting. Willie Gay has a left ankle sprain. Rashad Fitton had injuries to both his ankles. And it sounds like DeAndre ba- Baker broke his left femur. Oh, good Lord, the femur? That looked like a tip to me, but okay. Um, a tibial fracture. Is something you can come back from within the year. A femoral fracture is a whole different animal. He could easily be out all 2021. Absolutely. And that's it, just off of initial reaction. That is most likely the case. If there's any kind of nerve damage, when that bone breaks, it causes havoc within the soft tissue around the femur. It depends where it is and all kinds of things. This is going to be touch and go for him for a very long time. So 
keep them in your thoughts because this is uh, this is something that changes the course of your life. Absolutely. Wow. And really quick, it also we just found out that did not plays for the Chiefs. Breland Bell, Ward Sneed, Sorensen Clark, Ryder, Fisher, Wiley, Kelsey, Naughty, and more. So none of those guys played a snap. Uh, and when you consider all of those guys being out, plus the seven that were inactive, for Kansas City to even score 21 points is pretty significant. Yeah, and I would have liked to have seen the defense give up less, but with those injuries and, you know, Colin Saunders playing two positions today. <laughs> I'll take it for what it's worth. Coming up next, we're going to get to Matt Derrick and get his takeaways from this last regular season game. Who's ready for some football? It's almost here in the college football season is starting to get to the bowl games. I'm pretty excited about that. And then, of course, we have all the, the playoff games for the NFL as we get into January. There's plenty to talk about. And a lot of it comes down to if you want to be part of the action or not, there's one place that you can be covered and one place that you can trust, and that's betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Go check out Bet Online AG. We are post game, and like Colin Saunders, I am standing up and ready to go. Matt Derrick is here, Chris Clark is here, and we're going to have a good time despite what happened today. Matt, how are you doing? Hey, I'm just roaming the sidelines. That's all we can do, right? Just, just right. roaming sideline to sideline like Colin Saunders. <laughs> just try to stay out of his way. In fact, I hope that they see that matchup because uh, as a former get-back coach myself, I hope that he gets to do that to the Raiders coach who decided to flip a little flipper out there today. A lot going on. This game wasn't the prettiest thing. We have to start right at the top because I think Chris and I both feel, and I want your take, that this is the worst-case scenario. This is why Patrick didn't play. This is why the Stars don't play. Losing Willie Gay to an injury, willing DeAndre Baker, who was playing better than I expected after having adapted to the Kansas City system, um, losing significant players to injury is the biggest fear of Week 17. Well, exactly. I mean, and that's why you you rest your starters. Um, not taking the gamble. I mean, yeah, guys are going to get hurt. I mean, it's a game of football, so it's going to happen. Um, we've seen it happen before, you know, especially with the DeAndre Baker injury. That was taking me back to DeAnthony Thomas uh, breaking his leg in Denver in the Week 17 game, where the, once the starters all rested in that game. Um, so yeah, it's, it's going to happen. And the Willie Gay injury, certainly, I mean, that's a, that's, that's a blow, especially if this is something that turns out to be long-term, um, we'll find out for sure. You know, they'll have some more tests to, to see how extent of it and how it is. Um, they got a couple of gay day, a couple of weeks now, at least rest it. So we'll see, but you know, the, the biggest that's, you're right. I mean, this was as bad, as bad as it could get for the chiefs, but that's why you rest the starters and you give your guys a chance to rest and you give some of the guys who are banged up some extra time. Yeah, you look at this game and the way that it ended up for Kansas City. Willie Gay being out is going to be something that uh, hopefully he's able to come back in two weeks. But I'm not so sure DeAndre Baker will be able to play next season with the injury it looked like he had to his left knee. So a huge loss for Kansas City in that regard. Uh, people may say that you know he didn't even play for Kansas City, not a big loss. Yeah, they were planning on having him for the playoffs, I'm pretty sure. And I think that they were looking for having him in 2021 as well. Yeah, I mean, when they picked up Baker, I mean, that was certainly an investment for the future. I mean, they they never expected that he would be able to come in off the street with zero experience this season. You know, he's got the one year under his belt last year, but he had no offseason program, um, had not been with the Giants at all. So he came in here completely cold, 
um, got up to speed at least to be able to to get the field and, and see a little action. Um, but this was all a long term gamble to see what you know Baker had kick the tires on him. And yeah, the Chiefs liked what they saw, so he, they were certainly planning on him being a part of things into the future. Um, you're right. I mean, we'll see what the extent of this injury is, but when you see somebody leave the field the way that Baker did, you certainly expect that this is going to be a long-term issue. And that that's a, a terrible thing to happen to a young player, but like you said, this is not about this season. I think the Willie Gay injury is something that takes me back to Juan Thornhill, somewhere the promising rookie season continuing to develop. We're just starting to see him really come into his own. That didn't look nearly as severe to me. What they called it, I think, Matt, was a, a lower leg slash ankle. Hopefully that's a high ankle spray that a couple of weeks can help him with. What's your take on it? Yeah, I think you're hoping that's the best case issue. But, you know, remember, I mean, this is a position group right now for the Chiefs that's absolutely decimated. Um, you've got Anthony Hitchens, who's on the COVID list right now. Uh, you know, you're, you're, we're assuming at this point that after a a 14-day period, he's coming back, which means he'd be back for the divisional round, but hasn't played for a couple of weeks. Um, ben Neiman coming off the hamstring injury. We don't know for sure the extent of that injury as well. If it's something that could affect him, I mean, really, you look at the the 53 roster, and really right now the only two linebackers the Chiefs have who are healthy is Damian Wilson and Darius Harris. I mean, that's it. And so I think that's the real concern going forward is, is that they've got to get some bodies healthy in that linebacker room because if they don't they're they're going to be that's going to that's going to be a position that teams can target immediately in that divisional round absolutely over and over and over that's definitely going to be a concern going into the divisional round and you got to hope that they get Hitchens back but uh, we don't know anything about that right now so uh, hopefully he's able to come back yeah, I mean, it really is a little kind of a wait and see, and we're not going to know a whole lot. I mean, you know, if it's a, if this is a normal, you know, kind of playoff week, I mean, Andy Reid's going to give the guys a couple of days off to rest. I mean, that's usually a little bit of the reward for getting the bye week is they get a couple of days off, just kind of heal up and, and take care of things. They'll get back to work later this week, starting to have meetings. I mean, everything's going to be different this year because of how much teams are doing virtually. We'll see if the the league even comes out and, and, you know, sets any policies for these teams on bye weeks. But normally this would be a couple of days of rest and, you know, come back for meetings. And then really next Sunday, start the process, you know, with a run through that would be kind of like a game day and then start a typical week. We'll see if they tinker with that a little bit because of just the way that this year has gone. Um, but yeah, you certainly expect the Chiefs to be quiet for the next week. And so we're probably not going to know a whole lot about injuries until they get back on the field the following Wednesday, which is just going to be, you know, four days, three or four days before the playoff game. So, folks, yeah. don't hold your breath. It's it's not worth that that 10 day wait. We will find out down the road. We will definitely find out more information as soon as we can, but you're right. I mean, we're probably not going to find much information out this week. And one of the things that I would like to know is it just me or does it look like they basically sat Hardman in the second half? Yeah, it looked like it. I mean, and obviously they sat a lot of guys. I, I haven't gotten the complete list of, you know, who did and didn't take any snaps in the game yet. Um, but clearly, I mean, there were a lot of guys that they, they, they gave some rest to. Hardman, certainly I didn't see him a lot in the second half. I think it's like we were seeing a lot of uh, Robinson, Pringle, and Dieter out there. Um, and obviously that's not unexpected. I mean, there was only a handful of starters and, and frontline guys that we saw most of the, you know, part of the game, um, just numbers wise. I mean, Alex Okafor is probably the, the biggest name that played a lot of snaps, 
uh, Juan Thornhill too, but uh, Chiefs gave a lot of guys got a lot of guys a day off. So uh, Hardman sitting out the second half, no big surprise here. I, I guess mean, the I thing that surprises me when it comes to him is that they played him. They didn't play him, but they played Robinson. That's I guess what really surprises me. I think that speaks just I mean a little bit honestly to you know where they see the depth chart, not necessarily who gets the most reps. But I, I think that, you know, if you were to ask the Chiefs, you know, who their number three receiver is, I mean, it's McCole Hardman, even though Demarcus Robinson might be the guy that gets most most of the snaps because he just plays more positions than Hardman does. Well, and more power to Byron Priggle because I thought he made, once again, the most out of his reps, his chances. He ran hard. He played hard. We saw the same thing from Darwin Thompson. Two young guys that obviously have taken a, a season or two to mature, but now when they're given the opportunity, they're able to make the most of it. And should they hit any kind of injury streak like they, we see at the linebacker group, at least you have to feel a little bit better going in this with the depth that is realized against what was a Chargers team that didn't, I, they had a couple of guys out, but for, they had a lot of starters out there as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the Chargers did. I mean, except for a couple of guys that were, were out with injuries. I mean, they, they, they gave it their all. I mean, they were missing a couple of big names, obviously, but... Um, they didn't, they weren't playing this game like it was nothing to them. I mean, they wanted to come out and win it. I mean, and Justin Herbert gave them everything you're going to see from that guy for the next, you know, 10, 15 years. Um, uh, yeah, I thought, you know, Thompson, I thought looked pretty good in, in the, in the past game, in the screen game. Um, there wasn't a lot of room to run and, you know, and, and Thompson's not the kind of guy who's just going to start barreling over people. I mean, he's the guy who needs some space to be able to make some plays. So on the ground, the numbers aren't real impressive, but yeah, I thought he, I thought he looked really good in the screen game. Pringle, overall offensively, probably the most impressive. I mean, four catches, fifty-two yards, touchdown. Um, had the one really nice play. Um, There's a few misconnections. A little bit of that's just you know the rust with Chad Henney and, and not getting a chance to get on the same page with all these guys. Um, Henney didn't have a lot of time. I mean, some of the plays, a lot, most of the plays were designed for quick throws. You know, that weren't going to expose him to a lot of time in the pocket. But even when he needed some time in the pocket, it wasn't there. I mean, and that speaks to the fact he's playing behind the number two line. Um, so it wasn't a spectacular day. I mean, Henny's numbers were fine. I mean, he he did what he was asked to do. He managed the game well. Um, but you know, in a game like this, you're the number two offense going against against the most of the starters of the Chargers. I think 21 points is a respectable effort. I want to get into the details of that on the backside here. So coming up in a second, uh, one question for you right there. Built Bar is back along with Built Go and has some great new things for you to try. Some of them are flavors. Some of them are new mixtures, new concepts in what Built does. So check out Built Bar, Built Go, and the whole nine yards. My personal favorite still remains that uh, caramel brownie. And uh, I like that coconut one as well. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. Go check out the peanut butter. It has 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. It is absolutely delicious, in my opinion. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BillBar.com. I just want to go back to what you said, because I agree with you. I felt like the offensive line started out pretty well, especially with the group that was out there. I think they faded down the stretch and didn't give a whole lot of time, but I, going back, especially to the safety that comes down to the quarterback getting the ball out, in my opinion. Am I off on that? Yeah, I mean, that was it was a play that was clearly designed to, for, you know, just a quick drop and for Henny to get rid of the football. Uh, looks like the target on the play to me was 
going to be Byron Pringle, and he just didn't think the, the, the play was open. So he hesitated a bit before unloading that football, and and just he had no time to hesitate because Rankin got beat on the outside. So there was nothing, there was no way that he was going to be able to go to a second option. Uh, what he's got to do there, and what he's going to know there is if if if, if Pringle's not open, if the play's not there, he's just going to throw it at his feet, eat it, move on to the next play. Um, instead, he 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 pumped, you know, try to get it back, maybe go to another target, but he had zero time. And I and I thought that happened a few times, you know, on the day that. You know, there just wasn't a time for, for Chad Henney. Even if he wanted to go to a second or a third option, wasn't a lot of time behind that line today. Yeah, and you mentioned that specific play, the safety. Also on a earlier play where there was a offsides, Henney also did the same thing. Uh, if he got the ball out quick on a quick throw, then then that probably gets Kansas City more yards than the offsides did. Uh, obviously, the sack didn't count, but you look at what he was able to do. I thought he did pretty well for most of the day. Uh, but you're right. I think he needs to work on getting the ball out quicker, especially on those quick throws that he took too much time on. Yeah. And, you know, and the thing is, is that, I mean, what you saw from Henny today, I think just absolutely underscores how brilliant Mahomes is at those plays when there are defensive penalties and taking shots downfield. And, you know, and part of it is, you know, you got to have the vision to know that the flag was thrown. I mean, there may have been certainly some cases where Henny just didn't see the flag, didn't know for sure that it was there. And Mahomes also has the ability to, you know, not care. I mean, if he thinks there was a flag, he's got the ability to throw the ball 60 yards downfield and just take a shot. I mean, Henny doesn't have that club in his bag. So he knows he's not going to be able to just dance around and then chuck the ball 50 yards and see what happens. Uh, he just doesn't have that ability. But, you know, I mean, it, but I think that just speaks once again. I mean, it's not just the the ability that Mahomes has to throw the ball deep and take shots. It's just his field vision and, and sense. And that, you know, sometimes he can sense the penalties, even if he doesn't see them. Well, and I think the bigger thing on that specific play I was referring to is if Henny gets the ball out there, even if it's intercepted, if he knew it was a free play, he needs to throw the ball regardless. It doesn't matter if it looks like it's completely covered. You throw the ball you take the chance of, you know, getting a completion or, or getting a better penalty. Uh, you can't just hold it and take a sack. Yeah, and uh, you're right. I mean, and that was there was a couple of plays, and, and, and the safety once again was exactly that kind of thing. Um, there was a couple of times when Henny hesitated rather than just going ahead and getting rid of the football, and it was pretty clear that the game plan today was to just get rid of the football. I mean, if it wasn't screens, it was quick outs, it was quick throws. There was nothing in this play designed to keep Chad Henny in the pocket for more than three seconds. No, and I think that's perfectly fine. We, I think I tweeted out at halftime if it wasn't for that safety and the turnover. This is a really tight game. They, it's certainly winnable. I thought they were good, particularly on, on one of the metrics that I think always kind of boils down to a new quarterback coming in. They were six for nine at 67% on third down. I think that tells you again, Matt, that he can move the ball. He can keep the offense on track so long as he has the starters and blocking in front of him. I think that'll be okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I, I go, I, I've been comparing the Chiefs to some other teams this week and, and specifically the Indianapolis Colts. Because, you know, there have been talk about the Chiefs resting their starters and whether that was a good idea. And to me, I mean, the poster child for, you know, resting your starters and not playing well are were the Colts. They'd go 13-3, and 14-2, they'd rest their starters, and it seemed like they would always come out rusty in that first week. And we always blamed it on the rust. I feel like, no, it's an indictment of the rest of the team. Because we saw that once you took that one guy out of that team, once you took Peyton Manning out of the Colts, they weren't a playoff team. They weren't. They didn't go from 14 and two to 10 and six. 
They went to two and 14. This Chiefs team is complete. Patrick Mahomes makes them 14 and two, but this team's a playoff team without Patrick Mahomes. It was a playoff team before Patrick Mahomes. If Chad Henney or Matt Moore were quarterbacking this team the entire season, I think nine and seven is about the floor and 10 and six in the playoffs is probably pretty reasonable. I definitely think that's a possibility, especially when you start looking at giving him the weapons that he didn't have today. No Sammy Watkins, no Travis Kelsey, no Tyree Kill, no Clyde Edwards-Alaire, although he's out with an injury. And, and I think he'll probably, I don't know if he plays whether if he's not injured or not. I mean, let me rephrase. I don't know if Hill would have played if this game mattered or not. Uh, it looked like his injury was probably going to keep him out regardless. So you hope that in a couple of weeks he'll be okay. Yeah, I mean, this, you know, certainly he would not have played regardless whether or not he, he was banged up or not. Uh, I'm looking to see if the list is out yet about who what I meant was play. What I meant was whether or not he was going to play if the game mattered. I understand he yeah. wasn't going to play because the game didn't matter. But I'm just saying if the game would have mattered, would he have been available? And I'm not sure of that. I doubt. I mean, I, yeah, it's it's probably a borderline. I mean, if the Chiefs needed to win this game, they, they, I think he he would have played. Um, looking at, I think, a quick glance, I think there were 12 players who suited up but did not play today or at least technically suited up because they were eligible to play. They may not have actually been in uniform. Um, there were more than a few guys that didn't. So, you know, the entire offensive line, uh, a lot of the guys on defense, Le'Veon Bell, I mean, the Chiefs, the Chiefs rested as many guys as they possibly could. And, and I think it also speaks a little bit, you know, Ryan, you were talking about, you know, that maybe some guys getting a little worn down a little bit in the second half. Some of these guys who haven't played all season play a lot of snaps. And I think there was definitely some guys who were a little bit gassed and winded in the second half. Bound to happen. And I do want to go through, we'll have Matt back here in a day or two. We'll go through the impressions a lot of these young players made or even guys that are new to the team, elevated a veteran of what, eight seasons? Uh, you know, Omame, is that how you say that? I'm not even sure. But, I believe so. <laughs> okay, knock on wood. I call, you guys, I call him Patrick. Oh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so Take it the easy way out. We have a lot of impressions to get to. We'll hit that later in the week. Um, at the end of the day, uh, the injuries are the big concern, and they get this time to rest. So we know you got to run, Matt. Thanks for all your time. Thanks, guys. Take care. And, folks, uh, we'll be back with you that tomorrow and so on and so forth. As uh, everybody can just take a breath and see what happens as we get down the stretch towards the playoffs. Thanks for listening today. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.